Are you recording this now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. What has my life become? Here it is, my sexy day. Back there, which is a really weird place to start, but... Oh, shit, that means it's my output, not it? Oh, well, that... Welcome back to another episode of Goals and Fads with Two Dads. We are on episode four now, Lawrence. Where are the weeks going? It's just terrifying, mate. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Episode four. I hope the listeners are enjoying it. You know, all three of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think my mum said it was uh, interesting in episode one. My oh, that's, nan. That's funny because she told me it was shit. <laughs> My nan lost internet connection halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My nan was listening to it out of a toaster. <laughs> I lost internet connection. Why? What happened? I pressed stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think my hearing's going. Yeah. yeah. I just had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> How are you yeah. doing there, mate? You alright? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to share your news with everyone that you know you, you've had a, a, a short back and sides. You've had a haircut. I um I've been to the barbers today, which was the most exciting thing I've done in weeks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but it's just uh, unbelievable what a difference getting like a haircut or something like that has. Like how much better you feel. Like because I've yeah. been because I've I was growing it back. We are really going to get into hair talk, but it gets a bit deeper. But like um I was growing it back, and like it was so long around the side I look like I was from around your parts like I look like I was from Emmerdale Farm or something I tell you with like, my big old side like I'm fitting around your area but like um, it was uh, yeah my, honestly Whoa, casual so... racism <laughs> <laughs> you know you've all got sideburns up there <laughs> but um... <laughs> Oh, now you put me on dicey territory. Now I'm like, that, that, that was, <laughs> quick, like, uh, quick. but yeah, just just getting something like that just makes, oh, just makes you feel ten times better. Yeah. Like my sideburns were c- curling into my ears for crying out loud. They were like, it was ridiculous. But like, um, yeah, my beard is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Because I told I told the story didn't I, that Susanna threw my uh, clippers in the bath, and I've just not bothered buying any new ones. So yeah. now I've just got. I mean, it's. I can't even describe it. It's. It's like you say. It's curling back on itself. I've got curls in my beard. Um, it's crazy. If I. If I like. I, I like flatten it to my face just to make it look smaller. But if I do the opposite, if I like back comb it or whatever they call it, it's. It's like the size of my head. It's humongous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't really know. But like I'm attached to it. <laughs> I'm attached to it. <laughs> I'm attached to it now. Um. And I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want to get rid of it. But it's honestly, I can see it. Sometimes, like, if I if I turn my head to like the left or right, it catches on my shoulder and pushes up in front of my eyes. It's that one. <laughs> honestly, not joking. It's humongous. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, welcome back to Barbershop uh, Talk with. <laughs> We've definitely got deep with that one. Let's let's just wrap it up. We're not going to top this, are we? Let's be honest. That's it. It's all done okay. now. It's you. You put me in these. You put me in these little holes, and I I enjoy being in them. I'm like, yep, yeah, okay. And my ear hair, mate. Jesus, where's that coming from? I just well, don't get me started on that. <laughs> my ear hair. 
my nose hair. Jesus. But I um it is stuff stuff like that, especially during like lockdown and stuff like that. That was like some of the things people I bet were looking forward to the most of like being able to go. I mean just before I think it was just before lockdown maybe or something and Steph had her hair booked in somewhere and she like for so it would have had to have been cancelled or something like that. I can't remember. Like and I was like book it in somewhere tomorrow like get it done asap before they close or something because you because i'm not walking outside with you looking like that yes i don't want to be seeing no but like um it's uh, you have to start you're walking behind me if you don't but like um it was uh i just said like she'll feel 10 times better going into it going into lockdown if you like rather than leaving it and then you know feeling even shitter at like at the start of it if you like just things like that can just be such a difference but yeah, so should we get onto hair gel now, or should That's we? It. Yeah. Um, well, I I I like a, a bit of manscaping. Let's yeah, not talk yeah. about a little bit of manscaping. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah. do you write funny words in your you know in your hair? Is that a thing now? Is that people do that still? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay, let's abort this quickly. A variety of topics we can touch on, but yeah, any any but any topics. And Wim yeah. Hof, if you're listening, fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But how's your week been though? All right, apart from your beard getting in, getting in your way or curling good. your ears. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, I uh, I've been busy, mega big, mega busy, but um, I, I'm enjoying it. Like it's like I said to you before we started recording, I'm, I'm at that point now where I go to bed and then two hours later when I'm a bit rested, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I want to email them, I want to do that. So I'm back at the the, the old helm of, you know. I, I, re- I reach over, get my phone, send some emails, and, and feel much better about life. Which I know is not a great place for everyone, but I, I'm okay doing it like occasionally. So mega busy, mega tired, but I'm 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 high on life, mate. I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good, mate. And the weather the weather's better, and things are reopening as well, mate. Not that you can go to them because you're so busy, but you know, it, it's, it makes uh, it makes a big difference though when stuff's open and when you can do it. You know, because now yeah. it's my choice not to do it. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I, I kept on saying to people about, like, I'm more looking forward to, as sad as it sounded, like, soft plays and taking the kids to their, like, club things they go to, like, I don't know what you call, like, gymnastics and swimming and whatever, like, after school things they do. And it was, um, yeah, looking forward to that more than I was pubs or something like that, because I never go out anyway. But, like, um, yeah, just, just taking them to swimming the other day, like, for their swimming lessons, just, like... Feel, does feel slowly but surely we're getting there back to back to normality so gyms are reopened as well which not that i've been to one yet but oh, you see i have i have and that, that yeah. was a highlight of my of, of my month that's there yeah <laughs> take your laptop i've been <laughs> I, i've been I, I squatted what i was squatting before uh lockdown and uh, i'm not going again for a month now <laughs> <laughs> oh i bet there's some people that are struggling after going to the gym but they went in there went nuts push themselves ridiculous and they can barely walk at the moment or something but so yeah i i have a i have a catalog of of like what lifts i'm on and what i'm doing and uh obviously this time's been like probably the longest break between Mm. gyms so anyway i went back and i was like right look don't be stupid don't try and carry on from where you were lighten everything up so i was I, i was like i took like 10k off every lift yeah yeah and then some, I was like, well, actually, I can go back up. I can, and, and I slowly increased it till I was comfortable. And some of the lifts, I was back to where I was. And I was like, well, that's amazing. That's really good. 
squats, I was prob- I probably was about 5k underwear. I should have been. I thought that's not too bad, you know. I'm not pushing myself. I don't need to do anything crazy. And then I finished, and on the way out, like you know, when your leg just dips because you put <laughs> too much weight. I was like, oh shit, oh shit, what have I done? Um, because I was all right. I was all right in the lifting stage. I was fine, but then and like driving home, then my chest. I was like. Ah, uh, this is not a good thing. This the old, the old doms, as they call it. Yeah, doms. Yeah, the old doms. But yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, oh yeah, it's, I, I imagine there was some. I mean, I'll, I'll have it when I go. Even though I've got fairly decent equipment here in terms of a bench, squat rack, and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It would just feel different in the gym. I just know. Like I'll. Uh, I know I'll come out. Like I don't know. I'll, I'll try and hold it back, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm planning on. I am joined. I've joined another gym, so I will be going back uh, probably next week. I'm just finishing off this sort of training cycle, and then I'll uh, I'll go back at the start of a new one. But I'm looking for. I'm starting to trim down soon, which I'm really looking forward to. Actually, to be honest, really, it's actually really got to summer. the point. It's actually got to the point where where eating's becoming a chore. Like I, I said to Steph the other day, I was like, I'm never hungry, and I just always feel full. But I've, I'm I'm eating like all the time. <laughs> yeah. Just gets to a point where it's a bit taxing. And get the old blender out. Yeah, get it in you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have, so. you, have, you, have you started adding cream to literally everything just to get your calories <laughs> in? No, no. I've, I've just upping quantities and stuff like that. Like my oats, and I'm having oats twice a day, like 100 grams each, and like sort of have it for a pudding thing at the end, and just yeah, just little things. But it's just, oh, it's just it, you never think of like the start of someone say to you like increasing calories you're going to be eating loads you know trying you know 3500 calories people would be like oh my god easy yeah i'll do that i love that and but honestly after a while it does you need a break from it it becomes taxing like it really does but yeah never mind but it's um it's you in the hot seat today mate isn't it topic wise oh yep so strap in ladies and gentlemen and um inconclusives or whatever it was called in the analytics unspecified that's it (laughs) oh that's our that's our subscriber base dropping considerably (laughs) based on this podcast Yeah, old Zach Dingle's got one unsubscribing (laughs) stroking his sideburns like we don't all have them we don't all have sideburns My mum done. But go on then. What's the uh, what's the what's the topic this week then? What are we what are we delving into? Well, what are we so, unlocking? <laughs> what what wonderful world of uh, business are we are we going to step into? Well, I actually I wanted to put together like a a plan, like a a bit like you did, you know, where everything leads into the next and it starts from the beginning and gets better. And I've not done it. So. <laughs> Um, I actually, because because this is close to my heart right now, I want to talk about MVPs. So mi- minimum viable products. So this won't resonate with everyone. This, uh, but it's, it's this isn't just business related, okay? So obviously an M- MVP is, but the, the theory behind it isn't. And the idea is, so if you have a business idea, if you have a a product you want to launch. Or a service you you want you want to offer or, or anything like that, you there's a few stages to go through before you can actually make it a viable business. Before you can even say what you want to do, and the first one is to find out if people want it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, there's various methods to do that. You know, people do um, data research. They go out and ask audiences, and they they they'll you know stand on street corners and say, "Oh, hi! If if you're interested in buying our peanut butter or whatever." The, the problem is with stuff like that, and that's that's the old way method of doing things. You know. Would you be interested in buying uh, animal-free meats, or would you would you be interested in, you know, free-range eggs over caged eggs? Yeah, they're great questions, but the problem is they're not actually indicative of the truth. Because mm. if someone stops you in the street and says, "Would you buy um, uh, free-range chicken, uh, free-range eggs, or, or cage-bought eggs?" You'd say free-range, of course. But then if when you're in the shop and you're confronted by a, a six-pound packet of eggs or a one pound packet of eggs there's a different discussion to have with yourself yeah, yeah. yeah um and it's it's very much the same in the world of business you can you can get and the problem is this is where you usually start your friends and family you tell them your idea and they all go yeah oh my god yeah that's amazing oh my god you know i'll work for you in six months when 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 it's all kicked off <laughs> they're never gonna say don't be fucking stupid why like that's just no don't do it because the 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 friends and family and no one likes to say that to you yeah 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 but it, it's equally true of strangers if you if you um send out and i've done it i I've, I've i've been involved in this process loads of times where you send out like questionnaires and you get people to fill them in and it's would you do this would you use a service such as this would you use a product such as this it's easy to say yes yeah yeah the yeah. proof is actually saying well here it is will you pay £20 a month for this will you pay £1,000 a month for this will you pay whatever and and, and that's when the, the truth is actually visible because people will go well no of course I'll say uh, let, 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 let's use me for example yes of course I'd love someone to run social media perfect that's great okay £6,000 a month okay well, it's not worth £6,000 a month oh but, but my entire business model is built on the fact that I asked a thousand people and they all said they wanted someone to, to run the social media for them. So I've done that. But you miss loads out when you just ask questions and you don't actually yeah. give them a true offering. So that's where the MVP comes in. It's as, does, that, does it tie into, like, you know, you see a lot of things around knowing your ideal client and they talk about... Um, so is it is it knowing that you've got a viable product that you're also asking the right and targeting the right people for that product? Yep. Yeah. So it's it's this is it's really the it's the it's crazy, especially in this this world, this day and age, right? So fifty years ago, sixty years ago, when the internet wasn't a thing, if you had a if you had an idea for a shop, you had to have the bank behind you, you had to um, buy stock, you had to start paying rent on the property, then you had to open up and pay someone to run it, or you ran it, whichever. But it was a massive, you know overhead of costs before you even decided if it was going to work now you can set up an online shop with products that you don't possess because they're going to be drop shipped and see mm. if people buy and see if people buy them yeah and yeah if yeah. if they don't you've spent zero i mean this is why there's such an influx of service businesses on the on the internet right now because someone can turn up and say right i'm gonna i'm gonna be a copywriter i'll build a website sell copywriting services and if someone buys them, perfect. If they don't, I've, I've literally wasted a bit of time building a website. So the the the, the like uh, landscape for how businesses are built has massively changed, but not everyone's jumped on board with that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, the the problem with it is is, and we've talked about this so much is 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 it's comparing yourself to others. So 
I'll use me as an example. I, I'm launching this tool, and th- this developer's helping me. He's, he's still in the picture. He's had his kids, the three now, so he's had another one. Um, it's taken that long to, to, to get to where we needed it. <laughs> but but I keep going back with, with <laughs> really small tweaks and like, oh, can we just do this? Can we just do that? And and, and actually, I'm, I'm arguing with myself because I'm like, but it's ready. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. ready to be out there as a as a minimum viable product. You know, it's it, it's not got all the bells and whistles on <clears throat> that I want, but it's enough to sort of say, here's here's a product. And if people are willing to pay for it, then it makes sense to invest more in it, more time, more money, more whatever that will be. But it's hard because I look at other tools that do similar things. And I think, well, I want mine to do that, but they've been live for three years, four years. Yeah. So they're in a different place, and you've it's, it's exactly the same. Like I say, it's not necessarily business related, but you've got to launch what feels early, and you've got to adapt along the way because you'll never have everything. And this is processes as well, but but um, more specifically product based and service based. You'll never have everything how you want it. You just yeah, yeah. if you do, if you if when you go live, you're like that's it. I've got the product how I wanted it. The, the systems how I want it, the website how I wanted it, it's time to go live. You've, you've wasted like a year of your time because you could have been yeah. live a year ago yeah, and, and bringing in money. Um, I suppose it's not quite the same where I, I don't sell the app itself. It's part of obviously what I do for service-wise is, is the app. But I was exactly the same, I suppose. It's more of my time, I suppose, that I was not wasting, but time that I was spending looking at things that really i should have been spending it elsewhere on like the business and stuff like that don't get me wrong they add value to the app and stuff like that but they weren't really needed at that point like stuff like getting estimates of people's one rep max in there i remember spending hours on that and like no one had asked me for it no one had said it was a you know a thing that they wanted or something like that and i just i saw it and was like right i want that in my app actually i'm i'm gonna look at how i can do it i spent hours on it well, I could have been doing something that like actually grew my business where I had more people using the app. <laughs> like I just added it in as a functionality at some point. I didn't really nowhere need it at that point, but it was just like, like you said, I, th- I think I was always like, oh, I want it now. I want it yep. in there now. Thinking, is it, could I, does it need to be now? It does it or like it was well, just. Uh, the, the, the beauty of launching early and, and having the ability to, well, they call it pivot, but to pivot and to change and to adapt is that you don't build a product for you, you build a product for your clients. So if you'd launched an app, right? So let's take the app, for example. If you launched the app and all it did was track the weight, nothing else, it was just the weight, that would be an ideal MVP. Because to get it to that stage, it was easier than having even stupid stuff like sign-in pages, you know, access to video libraries, all that stuff, which is amazing to have. But if it literally was just, you put your weight in and it gave you an average of of your weight loss over the week, that's an MVP. And you can release that to your clients or you can sell it if if that's the the method you're going down. But then as quickly as, as you're coming up with ideas, they'll be suggesting stuff. You know, you'll be getting messages yeah. back going, oh, can it can it highlight what my target should be? Can it highlight what I am compared to others? Can it highlight, you know, where, I, where I'm predicted to be in six months? And you think, oh, I've never even thought of that because I'm not bothered about that. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. affect me. Whereas, but the clients, the users do. And, and it, it's, it's very much about being user-led rather than, you know, 
sitting in a room and because it's a different world because i can develop an entire system and an entire um application and business structure on my own in my bedroom it's very closed doors and very closed minded like it's it's so easy for me to say yep it needs to have this yep it needs to have that and the developer go well that's six months and we go well it's worth it because it needs to have it yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and then no one uses it apart from me you know everyone <laughs> else is like well that's no good I, I don't need that feature it's not you know <laughs> um whereas if you release an mvp and you go miniature the people will say well can it do this and you go oh that's a good idea we can we'll add that and, and before you know it um you you've, you're at a point where where you know it's it's a fully fledged app and it doesn't look like the one you were probably planning on building in your head but yeah. it's actually much better for the users because they've they've led you um yeah so it, yeah is it important to talk about like the ideal client thing as well do you think it's important to really niche that down for like we talk about a viable product and you talk about say like for example the tool that you're launching are you is there, say, like specific industries or specific people that you're targeting that as well? Or? So this is this is again the the idea behind the MVP. So right now, if if I had my way, right, if I could, if I had the the money to invest, the time, and 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 the the patience, I'd build this thing to to you know absolute perfection. I'd get it exactly where I needed it to be, and then I'd launch because that's just my the way I am. I know that's wrong, yeah. but that's just the way I am and yes I would have an industry in mind I do already have industries in mind that I know it will benefit massively um, and I will target them as, as, as users however MVPs are different because what you might find and uh, realize is that there's an industry or an area or a niche that you've not thought about that, so, mass, yeah. that lap up this 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 um, this product you know, it's it's. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, there's loads of examples of this where you know they've launched a product and they've gone, Jesus, this is this isn't the demographic we thought it would use. But the the the, the completely. There's a book actually um, called The Lean Startup, and they they advocate this. And I'm sure there's a story in there where they were developing a game for for kids, and it it fell flat on its face. Um. So then they actually brought kids in to see why and the kids weren't interested in playing the game they wanted to buy like stuff for their avatars you know they wanted to dress their avatars and put wigs on and stuff and they were like never thought of that so they they didn't create a game in the end they they, they bought they built the sort of first online store where you can buy digital products and things like that which wasn't even in their scope of thought and it's mm. the same same with that so yes I, I do think narrowing down to your ideal target is is, is paramount but you might not when you first launch you might not know who your ideal target is. That's got to be led by by them. So let's take you, for example. You've obviously niched down now, right now, to parents. You think parents with, with uh, you know, time constraints, kids and stress and issues are, are, the, are, the, are the niche for you, which makes sense because it fits. But had you, had you wound back to when you launched and you'd literally launched with a really basic level of what you do currently you know an app that mm. logs an app that logs your weight and um you know a, a call to help you with your nutrition you might have found that actually your niche was was 50 year old business women you know because they're the ones that are attracted to that and and then again the product and what you offer will evolve because you'll get a pool of them and they'll say well can we can we add the the um tracking of where i should be in a month and then that attracts more of that niche 
and and so you, you, rather than picking your niche and saying that's who I want to be, let them find you and 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 grow with them rather than rather than having a product and saying this is designed for 50 year old women design a product as as minimally as you possibly can see who it impacts the most and then listen to those guys as users and grow that way Um, that's 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 the better way to find a niche that's the better way to find a target audience that's the better way we always like I, i do a lot of lead generation stuff and one of the first questions i ask the companies that i do is not who's your ideal because everyone says who's your ideal candidate who's your ideal prospect that's the wrong question because your ideal prospect in most cases is booking anybody like anyone who's willing to give me money is my ideal prospect thanks it's not that it's who do you do the best work with who 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 from your clients um would would you like to replicate more of you know who 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 what sort of niche market do your clients currently fit in because that's who we should be targeting still because there's a reason they're they're levitating towards your service your product or whatever I think when they talk about as well, like, um, uh, and I, suppose, I don't know whether it's as different for myself or like, well, the sort of industry or like a B2C, if you like, or something like that. But like um, talking about sort of an ideal client and you start, say, from an online coaching perspective or something, and you start putting down your ideal client. You start, you know, the things they ask you to do, say, for example, like if you're targeting your ideal client, it's like, what what podcast do they listen to? I'm sure, I'm, of course, this one. Yeah, um, what um, what books do they read? What TV programs they watch and stuff like that. But you sit there and, and let's be honest, you end up putting basically yourself, don't you? But that's what you end up doing. You basically put, ah, oh, they watch this, they watch that. And you look at it and you think, actually, I've basically just, my ideal client is me because I've, uh, this is from like a B2C perspective, I guess, right? but ma- mainly it's because people who, like say that, that, that's what happened for myself, I guess, is like when I map out my ideal client and I looked at it, I thought, okay, you know, people that, and I, I think back to the stuff that I thought I've been through, like when I say I've been through, like, you know, in terms of trying to lose weight or get things or been confused by this or got information from there. And I, re- and I look at it and I think, yeah, I basically put myself and that's where really, I suppose, I started to niche down with parents and stuff is because like I've been there. I do it yeah. like with kids yeah. and stuff like that. I know the challenges. And I suppose that's where when you start marketing it or on social media, etc., is you can you can you know, the emotions, the, the, the you know, the frustration, the stress, the this and that, I suppose. It's like and I suppose that's where you market again. I don't know if that's where it becomes easier to mark your services as a viable product for them because you're able to play on the emotions i don't know but yeah it, it, it's, i say play on the emotions that sounds wrong but you're able to understand their emotions yeah you've, you've had them i don't play yeah. on them as in take advantage of them i mean no, you I, understand I, know exactly, the emotions. I, know, I know exactly what you mean you've been yeah. stressed and tired and not felt like eating the right foods you've been tired and and grumpy and you don't want to go to the gym that's what you mean because you've been there and yeah there is there is definitely that so there's the the, the difference is so you can services are different anyway because yeah. a, a service a service can only be what what you can offer for example um if you are a if, if you offer content writing you say right i'm a content writer that's my service but everyone who reach out to you wants website design you can't suddenly go so i'm going to start offering website design it's not within your scope of skill so there has to be some some thing that's led by you a product's different because you can build you can sort of say here's here's an app for weight loss and before you know it it's, it's a journal you know it's, it, it lets people write in you know the yeah. day the, 
the daily motivations and the tasks and it's sh- sharing quotes and and it's not what you set out to, to, to produce that's different because products are very um flexible services aren't because like i say if you're a content writer and someone says can you do can you create websites no i'm not a developer so but but picking your picking your demographic and your target audience is is always a hard one because everyone and this nine times out of ten in the service industry most people would identify themselves as an ideal candidate and that's because they are feeding it from what they know which is nothing they only know themselves whereas if you had and i'm not telling you this is what you should have done i'm just saying if in terms of um the the personal training side of things if you had have put yourself out there carte blanche to everyone and then managed to get two or three um clients or two and they might this this is where this is probably where i should have started at the very beginning you might offer this for free you might offer this for uh, and, and free is better than discounted because free is obviously too good to be true if you discount then it's hard to sort of say actually i, I know i said 50 quid a month but now I need to up it to 150. Whereas if you say free, it's easy to go, right, your free period's over now, it's 150 quid a month. That's an easier transition to make. But um, you offer whatever service for free or for for a discounted price, depending on what you decide to do, you get a, 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 a slice of who you're going to be working with, who's actually interested in what you're offering. And then you, you build off that rather than sort of saying, I want to do parents because that's how, when I write down my ideal candidate, that's who I come up with, of course. It's, it's a bit like if I was asked to write a book and create a character in that book, that character would be me because my imagination, my imagination is that limited that I can only really base it on things and people I know. Um, and it's the same when people come up, when people are asked to create the, the client persona, nine times out of ten, unless they're a creative writer, they have to go with what they know. And that's not the case because your your ideal candidate and your persona of a person isn't necessarily someone you know, because you you have the ability to adapt to those people. Like I say, you might find that fifty year old women wanting to lose weight um, and and you know feel young again might be the ideal car- target for you. But because you don't know what a fifty year old woman feels like and what their lifestyle looks like, you can't create that persona. So yeah, until yeah. until you're in the mix and you're dealing with them, that's when you start to suddenly realise because you start talking to them, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and you start saying, well, what would you like? How would you like the app to work? How would you like this? This? What, what would you like me to tell you? Do you want me to be more involved with the diet, less involved with the diet? Do you want me to just give you t- snippets? Do you want me to give you a full-on schedule? Do you want me to help you with with your weight training? Do you not want weight training because you're scared it's going to make you bulky? And, and that sort of thing. And then, you know, oh, OK, well, actually, here, here's some information. It doesn't make you bulky. But then, you know, then that's some content you can share across the board. And it starts to draw in again the pool of 50 year old women who think that lifting weights makes you bulky. And it, it feeds off itself. Um, it's it's a really interesting system, basically. And, and people overcomplicate it. Start small, see what comes your way and then grow with them. That's the, that's basically the crux of an MVP. Yeah, yeah. And don't get caught up in trying to launch ready, trying to launch complete, trying to launch with the, the best systems in place, the best tools in place, the best, you know, you could have done what you're doing now and you did, you actually started how I w- I'm suggesting you start, literally with like a notepad and a pen and a, and, a, and a Zoom call and then it evolves into, you know, like you didn't start with the app, this app evolved out of yeah, yeah, what, happened, what happened with the client interactions and, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. 
and, and that's 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 the crux of an MVP. Just one last thing question for me, I guess, is like on an MVP as well. Should what is what an MVP is to one person might not be to another, isn't it? Or what's not one for someone might be an MVP for others. So I'm just thinking of things like, and I mean, obviously there are some things you know, like you know, talk about like whatever it might be, it might be the stupidest idea in the world, but you never know all the time. But like, I'm just thinking like. Um, things on like Dragon's Den or programs like that where they go on and they're like oh I've got this product and they're like that is not a viable product that is not marketable you won't get anything this and that and then they go on to make millions like do you know what I mean like it's like yeah I suppose it's yeah because the the and and this is to take away from the 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 Dragon's on Dragon's Den they're successful in their own right but it's it's like Warren Buffett doesn't invest in what he doesn't understand they can't if someone goes on and and says and I don't know, but you can imagine pitching Uber to people. You can imagine saying, yeah, "Okay, yeah. this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to make anyone who has a car a taxi driver if they want to be." And them going, "That's what you, what you want about? That's just yeah, crazy." Yeah. And them going, "Well, anyone who has a car can become an Uber driver, and then you can book them to pick you up and drop you off. Uh, we'll use an app to take payments and track where you are, and we'll." we'll and some people, forward-thinking people, will go, "Oh my God, that is the future." Others would go, "I would never use that." Yeah, and, and that's yeah. the problem. So, you have to. It's hard to to decide what what. It's, it's hard to it's hard to differentiate the difference between what will work because you know it will work and what you think will work because you you're passionate about it. And that's again, full circle back to MVPs and any sort of business that you start. You become involved in it, and the thought that it's shit, the thought that someone tells you, I'm I'm really lucky. I've got my dad because he tells me straight. But the thought that something's shit to you and for someone close to you and family and friends to say, look, I think you're doing this wrong. I think, you know, why don't you do it this way? It's not a conversation people have. It's not yeah. a conversation people have. Um, yeah. Yeah, unless, I know what you mean. My dad. Yeah. But no, that's the best way, though, isn't it? I did a post the other day actually about, like, um, support systems. And it was more from the view of people not understanding why you want to do things trying to get you off track or you know or tempt you and not really understanding like you know ah, oh, you look great you don't need to lose weight not knowing they want to do it because they want to feel better they want to have more energy etc but also on the flip side as well it's, it's knowing when to tell people what are you doing like what are you thinking like yeah. jesus and, and like you say tell them straight as well and it's like i suppose it works both ways doesn't it it's you know not letting them you know, I say waste their time, but you know, no, being realistic with them, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. But, you, but, but you're right. The amount of times I've gone to my dad and said, "Dad, what, what do you think about this?" and he's like, "That's great, great idea, great idea." You'll need about six million <laughs> to, to, to make it to make it work. I'm like, okay, well, I'll put that one in the back pocket then. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, Have I'll you, you got six million? You got six yeah. Million? So I'm I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. only I'm only five hundred ninety nine point nine nine million off. Um, uh, uh, getting it launched but do you know what I mean and, and that's true because otherwise if he'd have turned around and gone go for it which is right there's, there's the difference between snidey people who sort of try and talk you out of it yeah. and um, you know people who genuinely have your best interests at heart and yeah. th- there's a difference between like you say and it's true and it sounds horrible but wasting your time you know like I, yeah. if, if I set my sights on becoming a jockey I'm wasting my time it's, I'm just not. I'm not built like a jockey, you know. My 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 legs on the road way more than an, an average jockey, so it's just not an ideal, you know, career move yeah, for me. Yeah. But my friends and family will probably be like, yeah, fucking, you can do it. Go for it. You know? <laughs> go, yeah, go go for it. Here's a horse. Um, 
Whereas my dad would be like, get lost, you fat bastard. <laughs> move on. Sumo. Why don't you try sumo instead? <laughs> um, and sometimes you need that reality check, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good place to wrap up, I reckon, I mate. Think so. I reckon. I, I think so. Yeah. I think I've droned on enough. Um, <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening to the old Lawrence show. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna leave you with this because it ties in with the MVP. But uh, don't compare yourself uh, to anyone else. Compare yourself to yesterday, not to who someone else was today.